isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so you can learn from us and grow your wedding business. And who are we? Well, I'm Simon and this is Greg and together we are Cinemate Films. We are Scottish-based filmmakers and we've teamed up with Photography Farm uh, to bring you six special episodes in anticipation of Thrive 2023 and also our wedding photography workshop taught by six phenomenal mentors. 2023. 2023. The future's here, man. Uh, A little bit of housekeeping before we start. Um, Sorry, we have taken a longer break. Uh, We were moving studios and then there was construction problems and other problems. And so, (laughs) yeah, but we're finally here. Yep. At last in our new office. Um, So, yes. And if you are watching on YouTube, we, we appreciate you watching on YouTube. You can can see see that it's a new office. You can see that it's a new office. We have a different setup altogether. Um, And there's going to be some changes to the podcast. We're going to try and streamline streamline them a little bit better uh, just so we can get more episodes out. We're also editing live. So I have a lovely little mixer here. So I'll be pushing some buttons. So if you don't think I'm paying attention, uh, it's just me fiddling with tech down here. Um, And yeah, we're also going through a rebranding stage. This yeah. is so. What you're seeing now is a temporary office setup. Uh, it looks it looks pretty good, at, to be honest. Um, but we're going through a rebranding stage for the podcast, so there'll be some more changes to come, and we'll keep you up to date as and when those things happen. Um, however, Greg, yes, <laughs> the episode is by the way sponsored by with Jack, as always. Sorry, uh, but Greg, who are we talking to? We are talking to Rebecca Carpenter again. Hello, how are you? Whoop, 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 hey. Hey, hey! Long time they see, guys. <laughs> yeah, second time on. I know. I bet you're like, oh, this chick again. <laughs> no. Surprise! <laughs> well, like, so, so just before we hit the record button, um, Greg was telling me that... Um, you know, yeah, you have to sell the podcast. Don't tell people it was a dumpster fire. As in my notes, I have described this as a dumpster fire. Uh, oh. that, <laughs> I what I meant was the last episode we recorded, tech, the tech was crap. Our, we, our yeah, internet was terrible in, in our office. It was, I was like, how are you guys recording <laughs> this successful podcast? I mean, the content was there, but I couldn't see shit. Like, I was talking to a pixelated Simon Greg, like, you guys, I couldn't see anything. And I was like, I don't know what is going on my end. I don't know what's going on their end. And I mean, it was fun, but it was, it was just all kinds of tech, mm. like, it was just, I really felt for you guys. But we did it. We got there. We did. We did. Uh, yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to to continuing the podcast. So uh, thank you again for coming back on. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so it's January. So I've, the last couple of weeks, I've just been doing a mixture of downtime hanging out with my family and finishing last year's editing. That's the absolute truth. And just 
getting all my ducks in a row for this year because yeah. this is the time when you refresh, you know, your blogs, your website, your guides, and just doing all the shit you should be doing when it's peak season. That's this is the time to do all of that. So I've just mm. been doing that really and having a refresh, but most importantly, just having some downtime yeah. and just resting. Yes. I find yes. that when you talk to people at this stage of the year, like mm. other friends and family are not in the industry. They're like, oh, so you busy work? Like, is work going well? And it's like, yes, because they don't understand <laughs> that you're you're not filming just now. So you're not, yeah. they think you're not busy, but it's like, yeah, we're preparing for the year ahead. We're wrapping up the yeah. previous year. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Mm. But they don't quite understand that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because yeah. you're busy, but you're not the normal busy, like wedding season busy, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But Simon, so, yeah, so doing something. What yeah. Doing? So I've actually just got back from a retreat and I've, yeah. I've had a great time. Um, as well, Alexandra put on a lovely re retreat. And um, so I spent two nights away um, at an Airbnb. Um. I think it was called Borland, um, mm. just off Loch Tay. And we were doing wild swimming and yoga and meditation. And, oh, wow. And get, getting, it's not all happy to be. We were getting drunk and going in the hot tub and chatting. Like, <laughs> there we go. I was like, I was like, is this like an eat? love pray situation but no you're getting drunk and you need to, yes that's what we like to hear yeah because it's uh you know 2023 new me you know so mm. yeah i'm feeling all nice and refreshed <laughs> um yeah it was actually brilliant i will say if anyone if anyone's considered wild swimming it's cold as fuck it's so <laughs> fucking cold uh, uh, yeah did you not expect that in scotland in january yeah, I should have done, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I should have done. But uh, you know, it was <laughs> when we booked the tickets, it was snowing. And so by the time we Ooh. went on the retreat, it, it had warmed warmed Ooh. up. So I thought, oh, this is, it's fine. It's warm. <laughs> but it's truly wild. Like, wild at its, uh, its like, finest. Like, yeah, it's very cold. much so. Yeah, cold as fuck. So cold, I couldn't feel my hands. Uh, but we did, like, 20 minutes. So it was, it was actually pretty good. Um, good. but yeah, yeah. So on, on the new me, new year, new me sort of theme, have you made any changes to your kit this year since, since we last spoke? Mm. Me, so me. <laughs> yes. I think Greg's going to know our kit. <laughs> yes. I'm you. Nodding like, I'm, I'm nodding like, yes, I'm a walking cup. Um, <laughs> come on, Rebecca, you're on a podcast. <laughs> You're being interviewed on a podcast. They're asking you. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't yet, actually. I Because of tax return and all that jazz, I'm like, let's be careful. However, last year I did upgrade. I got I got the A9, so I thought I'd give okay. that a whirl. I'm really liking that. Even though they discontinued it, there's, there's not much difference between that and the other one. So I got mm -hmm. that. Um, new laptop, that's the kind of only big thing, but in terms of kits, now still Sony, still shooting Sigma, controversial, mm. but <laughs> I am who I am. Um, but I think an upgrade is due in the next few months. That is the plan is to, because yeah. my kit is looking battered, it's looking pretty silly <laughs> for itself. Hang on, I didn't realise that shooting Sigma was a, a hot topic. What? Well, I think people, uh, yeah, it's one of those things on YouTube. I get so, uh, people are very divided. People who have Sigma love Sigma. Like, mm -hmm. they love it. They love it, love it, love it. 
and the people who shoot Sony, Sony, like Sony lenses, Sony gear, like, why are you shooting Sigma? It's so heavy. Yes, it is heavy. Um, but there, and it is, there is, there is weight to it, mm -hmm. but there is a je ne sais quoi with Sigma R. It is, it's, it has a slight softness, a slight mm -hmm. just, I guess it's the art for a reason. And mm -hmm. I did hire Sony lenses last year. Mm -hmm. um, and then Sony very kindly lent me some to try out. Um, and there are benefits to both, as in the Sony lenses are lighter, um, smaller. Um, but in terms of results, if I was to put the images side by side, there is a slight difference with the sigma yeah and okay. yeah I, I, that's, what, that's what i've always shot with mm -hmm, since yeah. day one and even though i think oh should i just move it all across to sony i'm still the jury's still out because i did even though i was meant to experiment and do a youtube video and i was i'm still at the end like oh, i still don't quite know if i'm gonna take <laughs> the leap and move it all across yeah because the 85 is a good example the 85 Sigma DDNDR is beautiful, yeah. and the eighty-five on the Sony, I was a. Uh, mm, I think I preferred the Sigma eighty-five, but okay. that's me. Okay, <laughs> I do. I do remember that. I don't know how recent ago this was. It was probably years ago at this rate because I can't keep my head in time. Uh, but they used to have like a, a focusing issue. They would always back focus or something with the Sigmas because you had to keep calibrating uh, them. But I don't. Is that still an issue? Not for me, touch wood, I haven't yeah. had okay, okay. <laughs> any issues. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I think we do say this, but if you're buying Sony for Sigma lenses, you shouldn't have any problems. And yeah. the DGN are the upgrade are even better. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, talking about YouTube, because obviously I like to keep up to date with what you're doing. I noticed that the last video you released was like eight months ago. So what? I what's, know. what's happened? I what's going know. on? I know. Um, the truth is just wedding season. And that's a very poor excuse. But YouTube, well, you know YouTube. It is I, another job in itself. Yes. Um, and because I was producing videos with my videographer team, and it was of a really standard I loved, because obviously they'd edit it and film mm -hmm, it, yeah. um, I wanted to maintain that level of, which is <laughs> bad. I actually, and then it had done it better than perfect. Uh -huh. um, but this is the year that I will be kind of ramping up again because people are like, what's going on? You haven't posted anything in ages. And I'm like, I know. Um, and it's also it's just having the time. Mm. It's making the time to do it. And I do just need to make more time for YouTube and get back on it. But there's so many things now. You've got, you've got TikTok. You've got Reels. You've got YouTube. You've got your clients yeah. who yeah. need you to deliver. And last year was travel was basically took over my life last year and that's that's i wasn't really in the country for that long um yeah. so that's the absolute truth so yeah youtube took a little back seat last year i mean that, that's yeah. a cheeky question from simon there hey hey when, when was the last <laughs> podcast episode released <laughs> yeah yeah when simon yeah when when was the last one wasn't it ryan it was ryan Mayhead, wasn't it was your last one I it yeah. was that was it recorded was. Yeah. a while ago and then wasn't released for like months yeah i know yeah, i know simon what I'm trying to establish, Rebecca, is that you and yeah. I both need to like collab, not in like a production sense, but in a more of a, are you, have you done your YouTube for the for the week? Ooh, accountability partner. Accountability Ooh. partner. That's the one, Greg. Ooh. That's what we need. That's what we need. Yes. 
And both Let's you and I like, no, we've not done it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're terrible. We're terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, God, yeah. Anyway, let's... Uh, so, obviously, you were on the podcast. You are... Not many podcast guests come on a second time, so thank you very again for joining us. But Thank you for having me. But... But. The podcast recording was a dumpster fire. However, <laughs> how much fucking fun was Thrive 2022? Oh, mate. <laughs> I loved it especially uh, hanging out with you i love hanging out not just saying that because but we had a blast like we, did. we got drunk <laughs> we like wandered around the town we had curry like yeah thrive was awesome i know this is i know this is po- this podcast is photography fan thrive focus it is awesome it is honestly like look, that that week last year was just it was just incredible it was just I would laugh so much. I had, I learned so much. It was just a massive <gasps> epiphany moment. Mm. Um, and it's incredible. Just, and to be asked back again, is just, oh, um, yeah. really humbling and just really wonderful uh, for Lisa to ask me back. Yeah. yeah. I was gutted that I missed it last year. Literally, yeah. The day or two before it, I was, we had moved in with my folks while we were between houses mm. and, my dad got COVID and I was like, I can't knowingly go to an event when it's in the household. And so I had to yeah. stay home and I was like, oh man. I was oh, seeing the mate, Instagram messages that. between mm. folk going, oh, Simon's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I was having oh. a Me and Rebecca were both having a great time, Greg. We're, we're, uh, we honestly, had a great time. Make up for it this year. You'll make up for <laughs> yes. it. Oh, so you will be here, Greg? 100%, yeah. All right. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Nobody's getting COVID. <laughs> Nobody's getting COVID. Oh God, famous. What's COVID? What, what, what is COVID these days? Like <laughs> the yeah. sniffles. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just rem- so if anyone's wondering what the deal is with the podcast and photography farm, we 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 do this podcast for ourselves, but obviously in conjunction with photography farm, we say, hey Lisa, can we? can we come, can we have a double ticket? And this year, she's like, hey, can you take a no standing ticket? <laughs> Which is just basically, <laughs> no, it's not a thing. It's sold out. <laughs> it's not, there's not even guest list tickets available. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no tickets available. It's just like, you can show your face and if you want to stand and listen to people talk, that's fine. But we all know why you're there, Simon. We all know why you're there. You're just there to get drunk. And, yeah. and, and play with cameras <laughs> and talk to people so yeah that's uh that's the, that's that's the that's the situation here in case anyone's ever uh you know wondered um <laughs> i'll always remember though the, there was the one time um because like i said i don't often sit in the the chats uh sit, sit in the chats sit in the chairs because i don't want to take up room for other people um although i did listen to sean bell's talk last year that was particularly good greg Um, but i do and i I can't remember whose talk this was in fact it wasn't a talk it was a question it was a an open q a with all the speakers and one person asked now i apologize because i can't remember who you were um they were talking about the the client's privacy and 
it was really interesting hearing different people's perspective on mm. whether like yes, what, I remember this I remember what, this question, yes. What your approach should be if a client says, Hey, can you not show my images online? Right. Um and I thought, what a fucking good question, because we've got people here from the States and they have mm-hmm. different laws altogether. So and different. And then we've got people who are like they take they take the the question from a almost like a moral point of view you know like well it's their photographs they should have the say uh i thought that was really interesting i can't remember though for the life of me what your response to that question was though rebecca can you um nowadays i'm super chill about it if they don't want their pictures shown they don't want their pictures shown mm-hmm. um in the time of covid i would have been like man like can you reconsider? And I, I think I did contest it. I'll be completely honest. Um, the year after COVID, we were so hungry for content. Yeah. I was like, I need this content. <laughs> so, so I did have a couple say, look, we really don't want our, our images shared. And I said, like, out of interest, like, is there a reason why? Because I said, I think this is going to be beautiful. I would love to showcase this. Um, and I was really honest and I said, I really need content and marketing when I've lost yeah. it, like a year. And mm. I was really straight up with them um, at the time. And they said, okay, that's fine. As long as we can amend the contract that we can see which images you're going to share um, before you do, um, we amended the contract. And then in the end, they were like, yeah, share it. Let's put it on the blog. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. a complete... Um, so in the past, yeah, I'll be honest that I kind of, if I think it's a wedding that oh, I, I really would love to share, I will ask them. But sometimes they might have reasons why they can't. They might have a job in policing or they might be a detective. They might be going for adoption. There's, there's actually loads yeah. of laws and things that they can't. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, I like this year, I am shooting weddings I can't share. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, cool, that's fine. That it's, it's, it's not, I think my perspective is, these weddings aren't for us. They're not our marketing material. <laughs> yeah. If there's images you can share, great. That's a massive bonus. I'd be like, that's great. I can put it on my website. I can share that on Instagram. But I don't go in the wedding go thinking, oh, yes, Instagram. That's not the mindset because they're not our days. We're doing yeah. a job. We're providing a service. However, the answers from some um, photographers were different. Mm. And in America, some people have like buyouts. Oh. Hello. UK. Hello, fire alarm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just a test of the... Okay, cool. Oh, of course. Um, I don't no. think it's a real fire. They do a test every... Oh, go off. Wednesday, maybe. <laughs> bear bear with that. us. There we go. <laughs> there, we, there we go. See, um, we didn't say it was not going to be a total non-dumpster fire. Uh, that one's out of our control. Uh, yeah. It's all plot, all plot twist for the podcast, boys. <laughs> um, I think it, I think it's different. Uh, some photographers had different stances on this. Some I'm not going to say because I, I don't understand the, the full ins and outs of how it works in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me nowadays, I'm pretty chill, and I'm like, okay, cool. And I would tend to ask them just why out of interest and just respect that. And it it is what it is. Um, yeah. But I know with some photographers in other countries, they have like a like a buyout or they pay or there's there's lots of different things and um, so I, I don't know the exact ways about it but in other countries there are it's, it's different apparently um yes indeed and yeah, that was, so it, 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 i was i was just gonna say we, we won't name names but obviously yes 
again, with the laws being different in America, I think the standards are different. Uh, the expectations are different. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Obviously, we knew, we knew Rebecca mentioned that, you know, you have people who they want to keep the privacy due to the job mm-hmm. if they yeah. work in the military or whatever. Yeah. Um, the response to some of the other American photographers are, oh, great. I'll earn more money. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. That's fair, I suppose. Um, I would need to, I haven't really thought about it on like the moral, the moral level. Um, cause I know there was one in particular photographer who was like, no, you're a, you're a ball bag if you do that. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, just, you're just not, it, that's not more morally right. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought. Yeah. It's, cause it's, it's business it's, and yeah. But I have seen this when I used to be in photography forums that yes, other countries have a buyout where they say, okay, well, for a non shared wedding, there's a privacy clause where they can pay, they have to pay an extra, I don't know, grand yeah. Yeah. to have their images like not shared because they're lost for marketing. Mm. Okay. That's, that, that, that's cool. But if that works for your business and if that's, that's cool. I, I just, nowadays I just have to respect it. And yeah. especially when you go into kind of more luxury weddings, that's quite common and yes. to have images not shared. That's also a thing. Um, but it, it's pretty normal. I think when you're starting out, it's a bit gutting because you, you are, you are. let's be honest, you're hungry for content. Yeah. You need yeah. content to market. But I, I feel like the more busier you get, the more established you're just like, ah, oh, that's a shame. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Um, and you just have to roll with it. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you ever, like, how often do you reuse content? Because I suppose for people who are new to the industry, they'll be like, they'll be thinking, oh man, I, I'm, I'm portfolio building. Like if a client said, please don't show this wedding, I'd be like, ah, I'm just starting out. Please help me. That is a struggle. Cause obviously, you yeah, know, you know, Greg and I, we've been doing weddings for 10, 12 years. 10, wow. 12, I don't know. We're somewhere in there and um, <laughs> we're somewhere in there. We're old. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I'm trying to figure out some of this technology, it was just almost beyond us. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I yeah, I lost my train of thought. You were asking how often do you reuse content? Yeah, like how 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 often do you re how often how, do you often? reuse content, Rebecca? Yeah, yeah. Well, that is a really a really good question because recently I've been looking at my work and I am very self critical. I think we all are, aren't we, of our own work? Oh, you totally. look back at work you shot two years, two three years, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, what settings was that? Like. <laughs> were you blind like why is that not straight what editing is that that's seriously questionable like i do that i pick it apart when i'm like be nice to yourself and i know that there are some gems back from the day which you can repurpose and share but then sometimes with me i'm so focused on future the future and i always think i say to people what you post now is what you're going to get back in the future that's what yeah. you're shooting in the future so i'm always very conscious of that um that i want to market for my future bookings my future clients and then there are some images which are timeless which I haven't really dated that aren't too trend heavy mm. if that makes sense yeah. so recently I have, I have been going back to old galleries and thinking okay what can i reshare from this that is still going to serve my clients today. So especially with reels, repurposing content for reels is a really good example of if that did really well to pop it back on again mm. after a couple of months. Yeah. And repurpose it. 
definitely. So, yes, repurposing content that still serves your clients, that you're stu- that you still love, that is still consistent. Well, what is consistency? It's, it's so hard to be completely <laughs> consistent with photography. Yeah, because um, yeah, that, that's the thing. And for me, because last year, I, a majority of my weddings were destination, I did find it very hard to balance the UK weddings with destination content because it looked so different. Right, yeah. And, and then that's also like another rabbit hole of, mm, what should I post as well? <laughs> this, this is literally like, every photographer's brain i'd like i yeah. probably oh, yeah. just overthink overthink what we're sharing when really we should just like, oh, screw it that's a nice picture i like it post yeah and yeah. sometimes that that does happen as well <laughs> does it does it help that platforms like tiktok have made it more about um quantity rather than quality in terms yes. of like putting content out there yeah exactly that and I'll be honest, last year I made like, I said, no, I'm not going to do the TikTok thing because for me, TikTok is my favorite platform. Like I love TikTok as an escape. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's entertainment. As in for me, I see Instagram for my photography cat as work business and TikTok for me is just the lols. My algorithm is not photography related, which I love. So I'm just seeing like great, like food, people hurting themselves, falling over, like animals, <laughs> dogs. My algorithm is just nuts. And I love that. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to keep TikTok for me. But then when you actually look into the stats, the research, the algorithm, mm. the kind of speed it's growing at and the trajectory it's happening, it's happening for some people. You can't deny that. So I was like, oh, as in, one of my brides actually this is a really great example she posted a tiktok of her wedding with my photos and it went viral like okay. it went nice. absolutely nuts um uh-huh. which was amazing because i got loads of inquiries from it and i was like oh, i'm gonna have to join tiktok um and they always say to spread your marketing out in various baskets and i have always done that with youtube and pinterest and mm-hmm. instagram but now i'm like mm. so i've actually hired that bride to now manage my tiktok Oh, um, oh that's so cool yeah so she was she's really good at making little videos and i said to her like is this something because she did say to me, oh like i've got loads of extra time if you want me to do this and i was like well actually like i'll pay you to do this mm-hmm. if that's something you're interested in so i'm paying her and also coaching and mentoring her how to set this up as an actual business because <laughs> i said to her nice. i really think this that could be, be so a cool. thing for you uh-huh. Um, and I said, photographers and business people need more people, social media managers. There's not enough of them. Yeah. There isn't. Yeah, and especially with TikTok, because with, we, we, you know, having a business, there are so many balls you're throwing up in the air and plates you want to keep spinning. And it's just another thing to do. And the thing of TikTok is the rule is the content needs to be different to Instagram. Yeah. That's, it's, it's completely different. So TikTok, TikTok is a lot more jovial and jokey and just a lot more slapdash it's, it's completely different but i feel like instagram's so polished yeah. um so it's very different content so yeah i'm paying a former bride <laughs> to now manage my tiktok um so i sent her all my behind the scenes videos of stuff i'll make and then i'll send her or she'll say hey this is trending do you send me a video of this um uh-huh. so yeah I've, i'm hiring one of my brides to manage my tiktok it's pretty Beautiful. cool. That that is yeah. so cool. Do, do, is she wanting more business right now? Because we yeah. could we could put the call out for people who are looking for someone 
for definitely help. so her name is helena francis um i will share her no doubt seen on instagram her account i think she's still deciding a business name um oh, yeah, okay. her, like right i like step one business name instagram account and branding um so gonna go for the process of her and she's just amazing and she's got such a good eye for it and yeah just I'll, I'll put her details out soon but she's she's wonderful it's incredible and yes. I, I know that photographers need this it's and, uh-huh. and videographers that we're sitting on so much content yeah. as 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 creators but having the time to do it yeah it does take t- it does take time it really really does it does i've actually been going through instagram recently um after the retreat i thought i'm gonna start doing things better and i started working <laughs> and just like you i'm like oh how how far back am i going here because yeah. they're starting to look hmm it's, it's not quite it's not it's not me it's not it's not cinema as it should be in the future so i'm yeah, like yeah you've definitely got to look as you say you've got to look to the future of what mm. you're looking to attract in the next few years because that's yeah you reap what you sow mm-hmm. always remember though that you used to have that sort of oh i've already shared that image you can't can't post it again oh and then someone, someone yeah. explained oh no but only a small percentage of your audience sees yeah. like what you post so don't exactly. worry about sharing the same image three four times it's not the same people seeing it and yeah. even if they do yeah they just scroll past yeah and there's literally yeah. there's there are literally um accounts on tiktok which are just the same video reposted mm-hmm. reposted reposted yeah. and they get millions of views every time for the same video i don't know yeah, so there's, don't... There's, 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 there's a formula of why it was viral or why it was successful and it, mm. it usually is because it's educational relatable or entertaining and so there's always that and i was speaking to somebody who whose family member works at tiktok and i said to her what is the deal with how does stuff go viral and what (laughs) trends and and she said it's it's consistency and she said if you post regularly but she did say there's always a formula to a successful video and they'll repost it again and it will still go off because of something in that video yeah and yeah there there also used to be something about when you would post a potentially successful video, like if it was, it was if it was like your third video or something along those lines, I thought it was interesting. It's probably changed by by like probably changed again. Yeah, <laughs> as, as we're talking, it's changing. Yeah. Uh, so, who was was Thrive last year? Your first time going to Thrive, Rebecca? Uh, no, um, I've attended Photography Farm since two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, but then I went to farmers market and yeah, I did, I did photography, I did Thrive London Thrive, and that was with Jennifer Moher, right, uh-huh. Jurowski, um, and that was incredible. Yeah. And my mind and was just like, <laughs> and I also made the decision not to shoot but to actually model um, oh, okay. for photographers, which I, I think is really important. I think people. You could book on to shoot sessions with obviously your favorite photographers, but I, I wanted to know how it felt as a prospective client to be yeah. shot by them because I think that's so important. I think as creators, videographers, photographers, we forget that we shouldn't make our clients do anything that we personally wouldn't do ourselves or put ourselves in that position. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important because you can take all these glorious photos and videos, but if your client's not having a good time and they don't, they're not enjoying it, what's it all for? 
um, say I got to pick, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want to work with Fur, definitely want to see how Jennifer works. And it really changed a lot for me, a lot as a, as a creative. So for Jennifer's shoot, it was incredibly emotional. And um, when, when she delivered my gallery, she delivered it in a slideshow and I was right. like, Oh, ah, and I was yes. bored. I was crying in my kitchen. <laughs> and then from that day on, I was like, right, I'm delivering slideshows to my clients uh-huh. because the way the music hits with the images, because we all know with videography, videography hits differently to photography because mm-hmm. you've got the movement, you've got the music and it all, it all kind of builds up. So then I started delivering slideshows because receiving those images mm-hmm. as a client yeah. i would it just hit completely differently yeah and um, and it changed the game for me so i learned a lot from that five yeah. it was yeah it's amazing incredible so you've been absolutely an, incredible you've been on all sides of thrive you've been a speaker yeah you've been the sober person you've been the very drunk person <laughs> <laughs> who, who would you say thrive no. is for then like who thrive who's it is trying who should go uh wedding photographers wedding videographers i i wouldn't completely rule out if you were a videographer because mm. there's so much you can learn from other creators in the wedding industry photography industry video and if you're somebody it doesn't matter if you're established for so many years and you're like i've got this i know what you can there's always something new you can learn there's always a tidbit from another business another yep. photographer that you can learn and it, it, you, it's a really good point in the year because I think January, everybody has like the stress of tax return, getting their shit sorted from last year. Yeah. Cash mm-hmm. flow is pretty low and everyone's just like, oh, I'm really mm-hmm. shit. Nobody's like, it's weird, isn't it? January's weird. <laughs> let's, let, let's be honest. Yeah. It's really weird. It is uh, weird. February is when things kind of pick up again. And March, I feel like it's a good time of year to get creative to get inspired so then when wedding season kicks off you're like yeah let's fucking go um (laughs) i would say it's brilliant for that if you need an injection of creativity inspiration and motivation it's perfect for that and just hearing from other businesses how they deal with that um and also shooting alongside other people i think is incredible yeah i agree Uh, in fact Go, filmmakers, go to a photography workshop, learn how they work, network as well. Like, these are the people who you're going to be in the trenches with, you know, you you should have each other's back. So, you know, definitely, definitely do that. Plus, yeah, yeah, it's just great to network. So much fun. And you'll make friends and you you really well. I've met all my closest friends in the industry from workshops. Yes. because yeah there's nothing like being with another photographer and being like oh i'm in that situation oh me too same like, <laughs> because nobody truly understands what you're going through and your business your home life the balance the stress the pressure the finance like the complete roller coaster that it is apart from other people in the same industry uh-huh. nobody else will understand as much as other people within yeah. your industry and you will make friends for life from these things. And the amount of people I do know from last year who have been like, oh, I've made friends with so-and-so from this shoe. <laughs> We're now like meeting up and doing this. And it, yeah. it's true. You you do form lifelong friendships. You do. You really do. You do. Yeah, um, you do. yeah totally. 
uh, yeah. You actually mentioned uh, your tax return. How is how is everyone's tax returns doing? Do we do we all make it under the threshold? If you're a if you're a solo person, or are you are you making big bucks and you're you're like well over the 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 VAT threshold? Who's on VAT? Who's not? Who's VAT? We we had we had a very interesting um, oh um, a financial meeting with our with our man, and he was like so. <laughs> You've not really paid attention. You've maybe gone over the threshold for congratulations, whatever, whatever, eh? Right. Well, well, this is where it gets interesting, mm. and I'm going to let Greg talk about this because he's the Excel spreadsheet. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm the one that pretends that I understand accounting when he's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a weird quirk that I think I've still to find out if it definitely works, but the accountant was looking into whether because a lot of our clients are like overseas, they're Americans mm -hmm. traveling over to Lope in Scotland or something. Mm -hmm. The way their money sort of works in the UK economy, it doesn't attract VAT. So mm -hmm. if you go over the threshold for VAT, you can actually disqualify VAT money because they live overseas. That's right. It's like, yeah. it's like say, monopoly money, isn't it? That's how it works. <laughs> they don't have real money. Uh, <laughs> oh no, we just yeah, offended so many accountants. I'm sorry. Last I heard, the accountant was looking into that. They were fairly sure that was going to work and get us back under the threshold. So it's something to ask your accountant about if that's a situation you're in. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if you do a lot of belowments, you deal with American clients coming over here. I mean, how cool is that? And yes, we are technically under. This is great. <laughs> Wee! So, See, my my accountant told me I couldn't do that. Um, but then he told me with digital products, I could do that. Right. Um, uh huh. Okay. So I'm not going to, don't take my word for this. Um, but yeah, I'm saying to you, loads of international yeah. clients. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it might not, might not work as I say, but it's something to ask the accountant about if anyone else is. Yeah. Always seek, a, always seek a professional yeah. for further advice. That's what we should say. We should, Definitely. We should this is not financial <laughs> This is, yes, absolutely. We are not lawyers or no anything. We, right. we give photography advice. So last time you were on the podcast. <laughs> that's a bit, by the way, by the way, that's like the equivalent of like mansplaining because we're filmmakers. We're going to tell how photographers are going to do, how they're going to do I was trying job. to segue into another question. <laughs> I ruin all segues. Okay, anyway, go. Last time you were on the podcast, you spoke about your style of photography and sort of how yeah. you shoot. What, what, are, where do you get your influences for your style, though, or for your your photography? Oh, I'm inspired by movies, probably the most Ooh. movies and music videos, and Ooh. I think that's yeah. I, I think the more I kind of, I think, oh, I, I, for me, like. I would love if I, I would love to be like the photo equivalent of Nancy Myers. That's kind of what I that's what I kind of my aesthetic probably is. Um, people who don't know Nancy Myers, is she wrote Barbara the Bride, The Holiday, um, all those kind of American <laughs> rom coms. Yeah, um, those classics. I, I, I like classics. The Holiday, the best Christmas movie ever. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there is like a Nancy Myers formula to her movies. There, there really is. There, okay. are, if you actually like look down at like the aesthetics, the locations, just but also the joy and the love is at the heart of it. There's always joy, and I think that's what I think would be at the heart of my photography. I'd love there to be, yes, the kind of glamour, the style, the kind of fashion, but also at the heart of it, joy. 
ultimately because that for me is my value as a photographer as a person that I want to create joy and give mm-hmm. joy and um, to my clients so I think I would say that so yeah music videos as well I'm I was a, like a, a serial watcher of music videos when I was younger on the box and MTV and and inspired by lots of those kind of moments as well and just uh-huh. a really great music video and some of my favorite movies as well like the colors uh for me I love my contrast to like pop I really like vibrant colors and uh-huh. um, that don't I want them to be kind of still classic and beautiful in several years time. That's kind of what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. So movies like Amelie, I love the colors in that. Yeah, um, I yeah. love the, the whim, the whimsy in that. Um, and just that kind of, yeah. And the kind of magic because yeah. there is, I don't know. People always say to me, what's your favorite movie? I was like, probably Amelie. I rewatch it all the time. And it, it has a feel good factor to me. And like popular again another french movie they just do things differently i think the french um (laughs) just i think just like the clothes the costumes Mm -hmm. and just the emotions and yeah joy again at the center of that so i would say that um magazines fashion magazines um and music videos oh man i love magazines do you remember do remember, do you remember borders bookshop this is this yeah. is yes. I've gone on a tangent. Love borders. What happened? I they they got liquidated because of something, but I just remember oh. going in there and picking up all these magazines oh, that you'd so never good. really get over oh, here yeah. normally. Yeah. You know, like all the American prints oh. and stuff. Oh man, there's something to be said about yes. a fucking good magazine. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, there really is and yeah. the, the borders you could literally just sit down <laughs> yeah. yes that was a day out borders yeah. was a day out it totally I feel like they <laughs> encouraged maybe that's it. why they went out of business because nobody actually bought their magazines <laughs> <laughs> maybe jeez just, just oh, me and Simon yeah. in the corner just reading yeah. the magazines not for free. any money <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good so what what do you look for when you're creating your images what's important when you're trying to sort of put the scene together or put the the pose together or what what's important to you oh so many factors i think for me the top the priorities are always light i think light is i think back in the day when i was quite near i was like oh the location the location it's got to be the location it has to look pretty it has to look pretty uh-huh. when i was over time as i've become more experienced and now no no light for me it's all about light first yeah. i think if you're like oh that's shadow oh that's harsh light oh that's golden out oh that's kind of diffused oh that's this so for me light and then putting my couple in a scenario or a moment or letting them just be mm-hmm. and just not trying to interfere with it too much and yeah. um, i think with elopements that's very very different my approach is very very different so last year i kind of did loads of elopements and i love working on location that for me is my strength i think as a photographer Mm -hmm. is moving to location letting things happen letting things unfold and yeah creating and we we were like storytelling but storytelling (laughs) is important Uh so for, for example last year I was shooting an elopement in Santorini 
and they had their ceremony yay happy days and i said okay i'm gonna drive you guys to another little town um and what we'll do is you guys can have a drink you can have a coffee and just wander around and we'll just see what happens and they're like oh really i was like yeah let's just see what happens and i say just go with it and i said i don't want to stage anything i just want to see what happens i said because magic always just it just follows me sometimes these things and i just i'm a believer in that i like manifesting magic and we got to the town and we were walking to the cafe and they were just walking i was photographing walking and then one of the customers in the cafe got up saw they got married and just started playing the piano just randomly and i was like and they were just holding hands i was like this, I guess this is your first dance. Go for it. That's the first music they heard as they got married. And they started dancing in the street. And it, it was like a movie moment. It was... That is so cool. Yeah. And <laughs> I think it's, it's just spotting these things and just giving them a nudge. Uh-huh. And I said, dance. And then photographed it, filmed it on my phone as well for them. So they have that memento. Yeah. That was their first dance. And it was really special. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also creating memories for them, which they're not, because they're so in the moment, it's kind of giving them that. So they can look back on the wedding and say, oh, yeah, we went to this little town. We walk in the street and then we had our first dance in the street. A cat walked by, we would <laughs> buy a VW vintage Beetle. And then we went nice. to the cafe where we had our first dance and had champagne. Because it is about storytelling. And that I think that's how you create stories is yeah moments and memories um and doing stuff like that for them so mm-hmm. i think that's important as well because i think I, I i look back at my previous work and i thought wow that's really that's that's a very staged moment and that wasn't natural and let's be honest there are elements that we do on a wedding day that are set up because that's obviously like killer light that's an awesome location yeah. but mm-hmm. it's also nowadays I'm, I'm very focused on making sure we're, we're having a journey we're moving somewhere we're doing something that they ended up there because of because of something if that makes sense uh-huh. um so that's how i kind of work is setting up moments for them and creating beautiful images in the process because i want them to have a really varied gallery of what's happening on and tell, telling the story of their day mm-hmm. um but also giving them moments within that story and also moments that I think, wow, that would look, that that is the shot. They're going to frame that. That is um, a piece of art for their living room. Yeah. That they're going to love. Um, so yeah, I think that's my approach. Uh, so elopements are a bit different, I would say to wedding days. I don't know if you guys find that with elopements that with elopements, you have that time to create Mm-hmm. different images and different videos and different moments in comparison to a wedding um i think because elopements are so personal you have so much time with your couple yeah you have i think that's exactly you have that luxury it's, you spend on a wedding day you spend a lot of time with a couple but there's mm-hmm. a lot of other people pulling yeah. them in different directions yeah whereas yeah. on an elopement it's literally you are their friends you are yeah. everything for them yeah. that day so you, yeah you get that much more personal chill out time as well uh-huh oh and and by the way so rebecca when you were talking about um when you're on location and you're moving from place to place i have never seen you move from place to place you're always a fucking bouncing you got your high <laughs> energy there's always like a diet coke or a coke zero in your hand i mean you you bring the energy everywhere i have seen you go 
Oh, thank you. That means a lot. That really means thank you. Yeah. That's honestly that that's for me the biggest compliment. When people say, "Oh, her energy," her that that for me I think is a massive compliment. So thank you because that's really important. I'd, I'd love to be associated with that. Yeah, and then and then my work. I, I think that's what I ultimately want with my couples for them to pick me because of that we connect mm-hmm. and that I can match. And sometimes I think it's like reading, reading different couples' emotions and vibes. And and I, was, I, I say to people why, when I shoot with people and I say, oh, you're all very quiet. And they're like, oh, and I, that's nothing wrong with that. You, you can, but if you work with me, you know that I might go up, I might go down just to bring different emotions and energies out of couples because you might need a really tender gentle moments so you kind of bring it down yes. if you want to hype them up and be like yes let's go down and do this and you want movement and you want you want that it's about dialing it up and dialing it down when yeah. you need it to and i think i think a lot of photographers and filmmakers forget about the aspect of creating content because they just think oh i'm gonna get the shot gonna put mm. a couple here do this pose Whereas, and a lot of people have asked how other photographers work because we work alongside them. And the best photographers we have seen in our, in our um, experience and po- from our point of view are, are the photographers that um, put an energy into a moment, you know? So like you, you build them up, you bring them down, you want them to, you know, think about a specific moment, get that energy, and then, and then you shoot. So you, you've kind of done, you've done the majority of the work before you actually take the photograph and it's just mm. getting the couple into that kind of vibe and that's what you're getting. And that's, if, as a photographer, if you're just thinking pose, 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 I wonder what your clients are going to feel like when they get those pictures yeah. back. What is the the recall emotion going to be when they look back yeah. at those photographs? So. Um, it's a it's a real art, and I think just like you said, you yeah, you could hit up a million poses. That's that's great, but it what I said I tend to say to people, well, what are you doing to get the couple to that moment? Are yeah. you literally just being like, okay, let's do this? Duh. Like it's <laughs> it's not natural, and you've got to get your couple warmed up, yeah, to get to those moments. So that then they when they do touch each other, embrace each other. Yes, you are helping them and guiding them towards the best light. So they mm-hmm. look beautiful and they look great and Instagramable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you want them to be themselves. Yes. And whatever their love languages, I think it's important to know your couple's love languages. So I always ask my couples, what are your love languages? How do you communicate with each other? And really, it's important to capture that authentically. Really, really important. Um, yeah. And I, the way I see it is you are the director. As a photographer, as a videographer, you are the director and you can steer where you want that image to go, where you want that video to go. Yep. If you want to move to the side, if you want them to move, you want them to be still, if you want them to be, you can choose because they don't know. Very often couples are like, okay, so what are we doing? And <laughs> I, would never want a cl- I would never want a client to say that to me, to be like, okay, what are we doing? I've never been asked that, never yeah. been asked because I give them stuff to do. I'll be like, okay, let's, let's walk, just walk and hold hands, have a chat mm-hmm. and constantly just telling them what to do. So it feels natural. And then getting them to those moments, to those peaks of yeah. embracing, kissing. So it is natural. That's right. Um, 
and ultimately when they get those images back it's all about how they feel yeah. and remember like oh yeah i remember that and a really good tip for this is i play music when i shoot yes we do that as and well. i think mm-hmm. so it's so simple um and sometimes I, I i get told off for playing it in places i'm like okay sorry so i just turn it on <laughs> and then i crank, crank crank it up where i go but yeah for me um that's the e- that's the easiest hack yeah yeah totally in fact we had so we were working with um a really shy couple and um you know it it can be as simple as this if they're feeling a little bit tense or Mm -hmm. or nervous or or something um there was one time they they were just about to give their their it it was out with the ceremony they had written their personal vows Mm -hmm. and uh, they kind of wanted it private but greg and i were like you're you're gonna i think really want this moment to remember so we quickly set something up and they got a bit nervous and afterwards they were still they had that kind of nervous energy um you know kind of that energy you know when you're when you open yourself up in front of someone uh, and we were miles back so they did have a private moment so it was just the nerves that they had created telling each other how they felt and and whatever Mm -hmm. and the situation is even if you just have your phone get out your phone have some conversation guys that was really lovely uh what's your favorite what's your favorite song which you know if you know what, yeah. song, what song was playing when you first met like do you guys have the no. and uh, you know if you have a if you have a partner and you can tell you know just have a bit of back and forth find the song on apple music slip it in their jacket and just Boom. be like have a have a dance have, just just chill we're just gonna go away have, have a little moment to just peace out very helpful trick because yes. they calm down, they forget about the moment they've just had the all the nerves and stuff, and yeah, you can just continue on, and they'll remember that being like, "Oh man, that was actually really nice." How how did you how did oh. you how did, did you have that song downloaded or whatever? <laughs> so yeah, and if you don't have a good signal, you know we have a questionnaire. Ask them what their Boom, favorite, ask awesome. them what their favorite songs are, and you already awesome know them in advance. Pre-download exactly. Uh, you yeah, guys, sure. you guys, nah, you guys, yeah, that's we've learned from the best. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so a totally uh, practical question then, because you were talking about light and location, and which one's more important. That was another question that came up in Thrive, and mm. Neil Thomas Douglas had a, a really interesting response to this because, as a photographer, he wants to say light. His point of view was like, well, what happens if they've chosen this location for a meaningful uh, reason? You know, maybe they mm-hmm. they got engaged here or whatever, and the light's just not right, but the light over there is nice. And mm-hmm. his response was, I would choose the location in that uh, scenario. Obviously, if you're doing a lot of destination work, Rebecca, you're not going to have that, I, I'm guessing, maybe. I don't know. But I just thought that was the right interesting point of view that i'd never really thought of uh, do you ever think about that when you're thinking about light over the location or w- what's your thoughts yeah it is it, i think it's something you do kind of contest with a lot as a photographer because you're like oh that's so beautiful but the light is so shit i have a backlit or it's harsh or it's flat yeah um and i think sometimes you'll be like well I'm just going to shoot it so they have it. Um, ah, yes, I love, I love that. They, cause, it's cause in the bag. They, yeah, they, at least they have it. So I will be like, you know what? Because they say, oh, we have our hearts set on this. I'll be like, cool, let's shoot it. Um, 
because they're not thinking technically like us that it's backlit. Um, yep. they, don't, yeah. they don't, they don't know. Um, so I will always shoot if there was like, like a little mountain behind and I, I would still shoot it. Yeah. And just make it work, you know, crank yeah. up the aperture or dial it down or fix it in post. Um, <laughs> because what we see and what we're thinking about is completely different to yeah. what our clients will. And sometimes very often there'll be a moment that happens naturally and you don't want to disturb it or alter it or move it or change it. So shoot it. Um, mm-hmm. And just shoot that moment. And if in doubt, if it's shite, black and white, you know? <laughs> and if it's, if it's a mess, VHS, the video, there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, sometimes I, <laughs> I was always, my friend Russell said that to me, like the black and white photography equivalent is if it's black, uh, if it's shite, black and white. And then if it's a mess, VHS, like oh, chuck God. a VHS filter on it. I've never heard I, that before. Is that the reason I'm putting so much film grain in our work? I just think it's shite. Like, oh, Crank it up. It's artistic if I put film grain in it. Crank it up. And oh, it, yeah, God. I mean, it's all photography. Oh, it's out of focus. Oh, that's arty. That's a trend. Um, it's out that, of focus. By the way, slow shutter. Yeah. What, that is actually in at the moment. I was, I can't remember if this was in the photography oh, so farm. In group but they were like so my bride uh took my perfectly sharp image and they blurred it to make it look like it had motion blur and then reposted yeah. it It was like five right. years ago i'm like wow that's literally adding a trend into your perfectly crisp beautiful image <laughs> i thought that was yeah. hilarious i'm like wow okay fair, fair it's, play it's, yeah i don't like it, it can look beautiful and it can look really artistic if it's if it's done well that yeah. makes sense and um, in terms of location and like to answer your question i would just i'm not too i'm i'm very open yeah i'm just like oh, i'll shoot it and, you'll shoot it but uh, you but you prefer yeah. that you prefer having the good light i don't know oh, yeah, I, I, I don't blame you i don't blame you um yeah. I actually i just added on I, I added in that question on the fly something i probably shouldn't do because greg always thinks i'm getting too long winded. go for it um, <laughs> but i suppose i love this i don't know what you're asking me at all this is like podcast <laughs> roulette i love it it's great <laughs> <laughs> the fun thing is i don't actually know what i'm asking you either half the time so Brilliant. it's great it's great it's great. Uh, great there's one question actually that popped up um somewhere in my zeitgeist recently and i thought i'm gonna steal that question and i'm gonna ask it on every single episode of the podcast because i find it really interesting and it's do you shoot for the client or do you shoot for yourself go oh good question very good question i think let's be completely honest here I think you've got to do a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a bit of both um, because I had a client last year actually say to me, well, just shoot our wedding how you would shoot it in your, we want to see the wedding through your eyes. And I was like, what do you have? And he's like, no, just, I trust you, just shoot it for you, how you, and I was like, oh, he, was, he said that to me before the wedding kicked off. And I was like, oh, he wants to, even though I don't think he just wants you to shoot it, to shoot, to shoot the wedding room. <laughs> just don't overthink it. Which is really interesting. But by that, the trust was there. And on the day, the light was shocking. Like the light was shit. Like it was, it was flat, cloudy, not even like the good cloud, just no sun, flat, ocean spray. So yeah. it was just gray. And I was thinking like, I've shot the wedding, like, 
all the documentary moments, stuff that happened naturally, but I know there isn't a classic Rebecca Carpenter banger in there. I just yes. know that. And because, like, you know what you're booked for, you know your signature shots. Yeah. And I know, I know my couples, they have an aesthetic. They're like, we want shots like this. I know what they want. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. and I said to my videographer, Russell, I was like, I was like, mate, I just, I haven't got the shot yet. He's like, neither have I. And I was like, it's, I haven't got the banner. I haven't. I just knew what was missing. Mm-hmm. And by then, they've done loads of photos. And I was like, look, I know you're going to get your drink section, but how do you feel about taking a walk down that part of the beach and just shooting a bit more? Because I think that's, I think that's, I think it's going to be beautiful down there. How do you yeah. feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> and, I like, and I was, I was really pushing it because I think he like, they did first look had a couple portrait session in the back we did one it was you know the safety shots it was good but i wasn't i still i'm just very harsh on myself i yeah. want the world for yep. my cup for my couple i wanted to walk away and be like yeah this is fucking awesome like i want them to be ob- obsessed with their photographs and proud and i i do want to go above and beyond for them so i do push it sometimes uh-huh. if i i know i can um and I, I i know they were a bit tired i know they probably needed a drink and i was like look will be seven minutes i like realistically seven the tongue of water seven minutes um and they're like yeah cool let's go and i was like oh they said yes cool and we went down there and lo and behold that was where we got the shot and yes. the waves are crashing and and i was like okay that's the shot yeah. and it was the shot um but, but so you have to kind of i think you have to know yourself and you have to also know what is your signature style like what are they booking you for so Mm. yeah capture the day and fall for them but also I, I, this is just me i will look and think oh have i got like a killer shot for them which i know is what they've booked me for mm. um so yeah I, I do do some shots i think oh like this is this is super vibey let's let's shoot this <laughs> <laughs> and lots of couples like couples nowadays don't really say no to me which is amazing because i do say to them there's a lot of kind of bonding that goes on before we get to the wedding day and yeah. i always say to them like just trust me you the biggest thing i need from you is just trust um i might have a wild idea in the moment and just go with it and it might work it might and it might not work and on the wedding day it does come to the point i'll be like hey like do you just want to stand there in that light or do you just want to just hang out there <laughs> and and then that's usually like the shot so yeah. I think this will look super, super cool. And I'll say, like, go with me, just go with me, just trust me on this. And yeah. those, those shots, those moments, which I, I guess are like the selfish shots that you know are going to look great. Yeah. Um, you'll never regret, I say to people. Mm, yeah. I'd rather, I rather do that and then be like, oh, I should have, would have, could have. I should have done this. Yeah. I could have done this. I would have oh, done this. I, I, I hate I hate photographic regret. So yeah. I, just, I, just, I just say to people, just fuck it, just freaking say it and just do it because that's what they pay you to do yeah they pay you to have a vision to be creative Uh and to get those moments for them Mm -hmm. yeah and i suppose if you are if you are getting those selfish shots if you feel like they're selfish ultimately they're going to benefit the couple to some extent yeah unless (laughs) unless you're being totally wacky and out there yes yeah then you're just trying to get a good shot so it's going to benefit them. Yeah. And I suppose that's what you put on Instagram is the stuff that you love, the stuff that you want to keep creating. So they're booking you for you. And that's, and that's how I interpret the question. I shoot, I shoot for myself. 
and I make films oh. for myself. Uh, not mm. not to say that I wouldn't like film something just to to document because there's a lot of documentary mm. aspect to being a filmmaker, but like. I create wedding films that I... Because I didn't have a wedding film when I got married. Oh. Uh, so what I'm creating is something that I would want to have. Yes, and, exactly. Um, it's it's good, but it's also it's extra work because a lot of filmmakers, they their film is like five five to seven minutes. Like the, the, the major thing that they sell is five to yeah. seven minutes. And they complain about being cinematic or being finding it hard to be cinematic in that time and it is Mm. but not everything is about the cinematography all the time like when i make a film we say to couples you're gonna get a 15 to 17 15 to 20 minutes which is five minutes that's a long time by the way five minutes yeah that is a lot (laughs) sometimes i even just creep over because I just can't face cutting some stuff and I want it yeah. to be long. And I, I feel, I feel I've tried, I've tried, I've tried cutting the five minutes. <laughs> I've tried cutting that kind of film. Okay. Our, tra- our, our, our highlights we do are sometimes that length. I just cannot put stuff on the cutting, the cutting. Room I'm, I'm I just the can't same. Do it. I, well, they say it's that saying, isn't it? You need to kill your darlings sometimes mm. in art. Um, but I'm the same as you, Simon. I at culling, I'm just like, fuck it. They're gonna love that. Chuck it in there. Chuck yeah. it in there. Plus, and then that for me is g- delivering to them because what might be an insignificant moment for us might be a- an image that is incredibly important to them, or they might prefer how they look in that angle. Yeah. So I- I'm with you on the over delivering. Just give it to them. Mm-hmm. Keep them happy. The only problem like- is, <laughs> I I do cut my darlings. I'm just that fucking good. Boop, boop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mic drop. Love oh, that's that. fucking terrible. I've lost so many listeners. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm fully just... 20 minutes, pure gold. Cinematics, gold. No, he at least puts one of my shots in there. Come on. <laughs> oh, if people actually looked at our films, they'd be like, what percentage is Greg shots to Simon's? Uh, God, I haven't even done that math yet. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. If you want to continue watching our uh, uh, watching and listening our podcast, you can do. Um, you can support us on YouTube at Perspective by Cinemate. I actually Ooh. forgot. I forgot to mention this in the housekeeping. We no longer are doing the Patreon. Yeah. We're closing that down. Um, oh. I, I know, Rebecca. Do you have a Do you have Patreon? No, I know it's the way to go. Because let's be honest, the Americans are ahead of the game oh, and yeah. they have like, but I'm also like, you know what, just give it away for free. Like, it's, it's, even though I think, oh, I know people who do it and they're minted. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, you, you so, can make a lot of money, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of money in it and I, I'm never going to say never because... I, my mind changes I'm a freaking Gemini so I'm just changing my mind all the time but at the moment I'm just I, I'm just giving stuff away for free on YouTube which I know I could charge for mm-hmm. but I also think it will come back to your karma in another way if that makes sense and yeah. yes totally I, I've, I've learned loads from people on YouTube which I'm really grateful for mm-hmm. um, and I wouldn't have got that from a Patreon because at the time I probably couldn't afford to do that and 
YouTube is just so quick to be like, how do I do this? Boom. Oh, this photographer's cool. I think so at this stage now, maybe in a few years, mm-hmm. um, I think I think it's a balance. Cause I have paid courses where I do charge for knowledge and truth bombs and stuff. And then I have YouTube, which is just like, here you go. This is what I know. It's not the gospel, but this is what I know. Here you go. Yeah. Um, if that's to answer your question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, totally. totally. <laughs> we just got to the point where we felt the, the pressure to turn up was too much with Patreon because people yeah. are paying that monthly. If you don't yes. publish enough that month, then you feel that you've let them down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. Cause they're paying. So you've got to keep yeah. churning out content right. to deliver. Yeah. If it's on YouTube and you don't post for three months, that's fine. You've, yeah. You've taken a break. Yeah. That's fine. Uh-huh. But with Patreon, exactly. it's different. So, so we've actually yeah. not talked yeah. about this, right? but what's going to happen with the Patreon content that we have? Behind the paywall. What's happening with that? Well, maybe just enable it on YouTube eventually over the time. Yes. Chuck it for yes. free. Oh eventually my goodness. Time, Chuck it on yeah. there. Do it. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, how, how would our Patreon subscribers feel? Would you be okay with that, Patreon subscribers? I think as long as enough time has passed and... Yeah. Like, yeah. I think yeah. it'll be fine. All right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, funnily enough, I was going to get Ashley Baxter in here because I mentioned that the podcast is sponsored by with Jag, but we haven't had a time to uh, do any ad creating in this new studio. So I was going to get her over here, but she's left for her gym session. <sighs> the scoundrel. I had a mic ready over <sighs> here. The scoundrel. Hey, I'm Ashley from With Jack. I'm one of the sponsors of the Perspective podcast. With Jack helps to keep photographers in business by supporting them financially and legally if they have problems with a client or they make a mistake in their work. We've all had that fear of our CF card or our hard drive failing and losing important photos. You can find out more at withjack.co.uk. Head over there and find out how we can help you be a confident creative. Let's move on to talking about your talk. Now, this is hilarious. So <laughs> last night, as we're trying to set this all up, and we've had some technical issues in, just because there's a lot of four cameras and audios and stuff. Um, Rebecca's like, so I haven't written my talk yet. <laughs> yeah, full, dis- full disclosure, guys. It's um, January. What's the date today? No. Oh, shit. It's February. It's February. Okay, February 1st. <laughs> I haven't written it yet. However... I have made notes, so I have technically, but I haven't like. No way! It. Oh, oh, this is well. This is fun. Okay, so I've got a series of questions, but maybe you get. <laughs> okay. What, what are what are? <laughs> tell us your bullet points, and I'll just quickly add them into notes and see what happens. Not all okay. of them, because okay. you know we don't wanna, <laughs> we don't want to give your whole talk away. <laughs> okay, go for it. I mean, this is all just brain me brain dumping. Okay. So, but I know I I kind of know where it's going to go, but I just haven't made like the slides or structured it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have scheduled to do that next week and then rehearse it the week after. So. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So, um, now is the is the title the same? Your title yes. on your Thrive website not yours uh lisa's is it's not magic it's mindset so yeah not a working title that is actually the title of your talk 
That is that is the title. Very yeah. exciting, very exciting. So we've kind of already spoken a little bit about the mindset and how you approach a shoot, right? Mm. So, I mean, is that element going to still, like, is that is that going to um, be little, along the lines? A little bit, but it's actually about mindset in business, actually, yeah. Ooh. So it's, yeah, because I'm... When Lisa asked me back again, I, I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Like, well, people would be like, oh, her again. Like, I, I had all that in a... That's the absolute truth. I was like... <laughs> um, yeah, when she said to me, like, come on, like, there's demand for you to come back. And I was like, I don't know. I think people are going to hate me if I come back again. And, like, what would I talk about? And because you have to do a brand new talk. That's um, how it rolls. And then... She kind of messaged me saying, okay, well, what about like manifesting? Like you're really into that. And I said, well, I am into manifesting, but ultimately it is about mindset. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's my talk. Uh, that's usually how it goes with me, Lisa. We'll be DMing and I'll be like, oh, and she knows I love alliteration. So I was like, oh, it's not magic. It's, it's mindset. Um, <laughs> that's like, that is literally how it went by DM. I love And I was like, that's my talk. And she's like, okay, cool. Um, so I think, I think, and I know, you know how everybody knows what their superpower is, what their strength is as a business person or creator or artist, photographer, videographer. I know that ultimately within my business, my work, everything that it all has come down to my mindset mm-hmm. in everything that I've done. Um, and that has kind of led me on the path to today, really, is because of my mindset. And after coaching countless photographers and businesses, the most common thing that comes up time and time again of coaching is mindset every single time. I, I swear, nine times out of ten, the most common thing I'm coaching and mentoring people about is mental is mindset. Uh-huh. Um, is changing your mindset, having a healthy mindset and because that will see you through your business because owning a business is it is one big head fuck sorry for all the swearing this episode but you're all of it aren't you it's fine this is not for children (laughs) if you're a child out there with a wedding business fucking you do you go yourself (laughs) amazing oh my goodness well done but not us old people we struggle to get here because we're not real humans (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well I, I suppose i should i should say i've always found the subject of mindset a little bit hippy dippy does that make sense yeah, oh no completely and that's why when the first topic came about manifestation i'm like oh no 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 because you lose a lot of people there because people are like, I'm just going to manifest this amazing wedding. I'm going to manifest this wedding in Greece. I'm going to manifest like, it's not how it works and it isn't. And I think loads of people will be like, Oh, it's, it's, mm. it's hippy dippy. It's this, but it actually just comes down to very, very simple things that you can change or switch up in your business and self to help you have a healthy business because owning a business, you go through so many emotions. It's never, it's never straight. It's never plain sailing. It's never going to be, oh, that was a really 
straightforward year. That was really easy. That was that was great. Like I was really level headed. I was I didn't have an emotional breakdown. That was really I'm great. Oh, I no was like that. Eh? Life <laughs> was like that. Could you imagine? Oh, can you imagine? Um but I think speaking to loads of photographers recently and chatting of there are there's lots of things that we all do that we are all guilty of and a really good example is when you don't get any bookings when bookings are a little bit quiet you're like well it must be my pricing mm-hmm. i'm shit i'm not good enough or when you're going to do a price increase because you think well time for a price increase because of the following reasons and then you go into the whole should I be charging that much? Am I worth that much? I, I'm not that established or does my work look like that much money? Then you have, it's, it's lots of things. It, there's, there's so many elements to mindset and business. Um, but I, I also, I think having a self-belief, I think is at the core of a lot of it yes. is believing in yourself, believing in your skill, your time, your talent, um, and knowing your worth, I think that is yep. incredible. And we all, we all of us lose sight of it. We, we all do. We all have a bit of a wobbler and we're like, like that's very good. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we oh, do. Totally, yeah. um, and, and you guys are so lucky that you are in a duo so you can have that together and be like, nah, mate, we're awesome. We're great. <laughs> okay, thanks. Like, Wait, carry on. It's like, complete opposite. If you think <laughs> that's how Greg and I work, I'd be like, Greg, I had this idea. I had a shop. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Tom's yeah, about bringing out each other down as a duo. <laughs> that's right. I think that's the that that's where the Scottish banter. I think that's just Maybe. how guys talk to each other. You know, if you if you don't call each other like a, a fucking idiot or a ball bag, you know, you don't you don't really love the person. You know what I mean? But we can be nice to each other. We, we can. have that there. That's so nice to have that that you can just be like, hey, like that's great. I I love I love that. So there's still lots more to kind of. To dig into but i think it, it's just going to be a case of remembering the basics of of that that your mindset is the kind of the roots isn't it in your business yeah, oh, yeah. and if, if those are solid and you have that belief then it will it will flourish um <laughs> so, um so it, it's things like that and also knowing knowing your business and knowing where you want to go and sticking to that and being firm and not being afraid to say no and standing up for yourself. Lots, there's lots of hearts to it yeah. with that. Um, think- I'm not going to try and make it too hippy dippy. Um. <laughs> Do you think being an introvert or extrovert plays into your mindset in business? And how, how do you identify? Do you, are you an extrovert or introvert? I'm, I'm a bit of both. I, well, probably on paper extrovert. Um, they were like, oh, she's a clear. However, I I do also love just like time to myself where I am just kind of like social occasions. I'm like, oh, like I don't, it's, a bit, it's, a bit of, it's a bit of both. Um, but I, I know of lots of people, businesses, they say, yeah, but I'm not confident like you. I, I can't do that. And that's not me. And I'm, I'm like, cool. Well, do you do that in what's ever true and authentic to you as a person? Yeah. Um, and that will still come across in your business, uh-huh. but yeah, I'm probably a bit, I'm probably a bit of both. But I, I completely understand when people do struggle if they are really 
socially awkward mm. or find that really, really hard. Um, but there is, I, I say to people, there is a photographer for everybody. Not every single couple is going to work well yeah. with that type of photographer. Um, some couples really need that from a photographer. Some mm-hmm. say to me, like, we're not extroverts, but we like this type of photo. Can you bring that out of us? I'm like, yeah, cool, no problem. Um, and some say... <laughs> I think it, it works. Either way, it works. I know loads of people who are both, and I find it really interesting that psychology uh-huh. of business and and sales and how you can apply that to your business. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm still like going through lots of, and also chatting mm-hmm. to lots of different photographers about what the most common problems are, and just yeah, just giving some actionable tips and advice. And yeah, it's it's, it's still a lot. I'm going to kind of look into it more, but I'm, I'm excited though. Um, yeah. I ultimately want people to leave and be like, yeah, I can do this and just feel motivated. Even if they, if they feel like that after my talk, then I'd be like, Ding. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to go back to the, the whole introvert thing because I, I wonder, cause I've known a few individuals in my past who have said, I, I'm no good because I'm introverted, so I'm I'm shy, and they don't. It, I don't want to say they use it as an excuse, but it certainly appears that they don't want to step forward in self development or even in their business because they have this idea in their head that they are introverted, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean you can't do anything. And like it's just it's just a socially awkward thing, right? I'm I'm no, that's terrible. I'm sure I'm sure it comes out in different ways. But if you are introverted and you're thinking, I'd, I maybe I shouldn't be a photographer because I'm I don't have Rebecca's energy. I can't bring that to a shoot. There are other ways of bringing in your skills into this business, like Rebecca said. Um, if someone is feeling that way, Rebecca, what, what do you think, how would you approach them? What would you, what would your advice be for someone kind of holding themselves back because they feel like they can't get the energy on a shoot or are are there any things that they should be working on? And at this stage, I realize I'm rambling this question, but do you, do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm talking about, you guys? Or am I just? Yeah, I th- I th- <laughs> no, I, th- I think I think I know what you mean. Um, what I say to people is, don't first of all, don't try and be somebody you're not. I think it's very easy to look at your peers or people you admire and be like, oh, I wish it was like that. But you're not them. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be them. You are you. And the beauty of different humans and photographers and creators is, you will shoot your that story through your experience through the way you approach the world you see the world so i say don't change i I say don't change at all who you are um if it's something you personally want to work on as self-development think oh i really wish i could talk on camera then that's different because you want you want to do that then Mm -hmm. there are lots of things you can do to build up to that but ultimately stay stay true to who you are is what i say because that is what makes you you yeah. And I say to people, own own that. And I'll be honest, for years, I, I, I didn't own who I was. I think I, I, I tried to appear who I thought 
people would want to see that makes. I think since I always say this to people, I, I made the mistake of behaving like a professional wedding photographer at the beginning and presenting myself professionally because that's not how a wedding photographer how how I saw people present themselves yeah. and then I was like well that's that's not me that's yeah. that's not who I really am and as soon as I started owning it and then it changed the game and it started attracting clients who were like that who were like me or who wanted that or who always say to me oh we want you to our wedding because we know we'd have fun with you or couples who say we could hang out with you for a week as in you're a professional third wheel and we like your company. Oh, we really like your work. Um, so people like stay, stay true to that and don't shy away from that because there is beauty in, in that. And often I, I I've learned to kind of sometimes sit back and be like, just observe mm-hmm. um, and not jump in too soon. If that makes sense, because yeah that's something I'm personally working on as self-development because I sometimes will just be like, Oh, I'll just say something. And I'll be like, no, just let that, just let that simmer. Just mm-hmm. let that carry on. And just, um, I think a lot can be said about that sometimes. So yeah, if you are someone who's struggling with intro- like being shy, just don't, don't be afraid of that because some couples will love that. And that is how you will approach it. And but if you're looking to do to be more confident or to not be more confident, but to show up or if it's especially I think the biggest thing with social media is everybody feels like they need to show up and start dancing and lip syncing and pointing to text. I think. Oh, yeah. I think think, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Instagram has done that when years ago it was just enough to post your work. And there are people who still do that and it works. There are some massive huge famous photographers who don't need to do that and who don't do that because they don't need to so you Mm. you don't necessarily need to um i just want to say to people like what are you trying to attract what is it you're ultimately trying to do um what type of client are you trying to attract Mm -hmm. um if you're doing that is that because you want to get the attention of your peers your fellow photographers or clients like what are you doing it for because you think you should um but ultimately you need to think about your business yeah. and your clients because that at the end of the day is what you're doing this for. And the trap we all fall into is doing things to impress our peers. And yeah. Yeah. We, we're, we've all, we're all guilty of it because you're like, oh, if I post this, that looks really cool and edgy. I'm a photographer, going to like this. We've all done that. And it's a very easy trap to fall into. But ultimately, the people who pay your bills, the people who are going to book you, the people who are going to seek you out are your potential couples and future clients. So that it should be at the core of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier about how people's mindset can get affected a lot by like where they're at with their bookings at a certain time in year. Mm. And I've seen a lot of people this year in particular oh, yeah. feeling a bit down about, oh my God, 2023 yeah. is looking quiet. So I think yes. that aspect of your talk could be really good for people. Mm-hmm. I know like it will be March by the time it comes round. So yeah, so it will be different people by then. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it will definitely be something that people <laughs> take away some good information from, I'm sure. Yeah. It, it feels like maybe it's maybe been what's happened the last couple of years, but there's definitely been a shift in how people are booking and they're maybe leaving it later different. to plan it's, things. Yeah. 
So completely yeah. different. Which yeah. which I feel is is that's been par for the course with wedding videography, right? I, I th- that's that's how I feel anyway. Uh, that mm. you know we've been getting to January, February, and that's when our bookings start coming in because they always book the photographers yeah. first. They um, do. So, yeah. yeah, which is fine. Which is fine. Uh, it's just trying, but to, it's just it's interesting. If you're new into industry, it's trying to come to terms with that. Yeah, because you could yeah. sit here in January going, "Oh my God, is that many I've got?" But then with experience, yeah, it's, you it's learn, scary. Yeah. yeah, with experience, you sort of learn that. Oh well, it's okay because by the time February March comes along, I'll, I'll be at a different point of number of bookings. It'll be okay. Yeah, and I think you do. You just have to have that confidence in yourself to mm-hmm. realize that. Yeah, you know, the world's changed a little bit bookings they will come in um so so as long as, long as, as, so long as you're still doing the work because there there was exactly. one year i don't know if we have ever talked about this in the podcast i'm sure because we've been doing this for three years but there was a time <laughs> where we took our foot off the gas we got complacent we I'd got say. complacent yeah. we were like there wasn't much um, competition we were one of the first doing kind of a cinematic if that's something kind of style of wedding and mm. um yeah, we just didn't really put anything out or do anything like that or, or network, um, which is a major part of our business now. And um, yeah, we really struggled so much so that we had to actually go and re- we spent a lot of money rebranding ourselves and starting again and going to workshops mm-hmm. and, you know, discovering yeah, the joys of... We had to sort of switch, switch our mindset, essentially, and mm. focus mm-hmm. on trying to get work and doing those things that sort of are marketing yeah. and to do that yeah. one of the big steps was to invest in ourselves and put money behind sort of the branding and change everything like we didn't have to do that but we you do not to have to do that everything. you don't have to do that you who's thinking i want to spend thousands of pounds or i can't do that you don't need to do that that's fine don't worry about it um but yeah that was just something that we did so yeah but that, but that was it was it was fun it was an interesting learning experience, um, but yeah, definitely. And this is this is the power of workshops because I remember we used to be wedding filmmakers, but we'd go and we just we had our sliders and we had this gear and we would shoot the same wedding, the same wedding, mm. yeah, or different weddings, this just the same way. And I, I just felt there was no joy in it anymore. And then workshops just, you know, sparked that up in me. It was great. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah. so go to Thrive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go to Thrive, although it's sold out. <laughs> just show up. Just be, no, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Um, yeah. Uh, how how are how are your t- talking about bookings? How are your your bookings looking at this time of year? Are you kind of sitting where you'd want them to be or are you feeling the effects of our new world post-covid with bookings yeah um i took a massive gamble last year um and this is probably what my talk's gonna be about that the really good bookings come in last minute like Mm. the really good ones um they do do. so i was yeah so I, I declined a lot last year because I was like, no, nah, it's a peak day. Like, I don't think we're a fit. So I, I declined it. And then I was, because last year, I think January, I booked, I don't know, like seven weddings in January last year, which is just nuts, like crazy. So yeah. I went in with, well, next year will be the same. 
it is not the same. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I, full transparency, I have eight weddings in the diary. I booked one yesterday. Um, <laughs> but I'm going in with the mindset that I'm going to book a lot of last minute this year, that I've yeah. gone in with that. So, I'm placing a lot of faith in past Rebecca in her decisions, even though I've had a few wobblers like, what have I done? That was really stupid. Yeah. And I said to my husband, like, what was I? Like, I honestly, and, that, and I, I love being completely honest and vulnerable because I was like, what? what the fuck have I done? Like, I see people being like, I'm involved with this. But I'm like, no, no, you, you shoot elopements. The elopements come in last minute. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also like, but I'm also thinking, Maybe I should have gone in with a few more of this year. Uh, but I'm like, no, it's going to be fine. But I, it has been a roller coaster of emotions. So I've, in a diary as of today, I have nine, um, which is kind of scary because I, I still have loads of availability. Yeah. However, I am also anticipating lots of last minute to come through because they do. Like yeah. some yeah. of my favorite weddings last year came through four months before i shot it a month before like it honestly and they have paid my my new price my my price increase so i'm putting my faith in past rebecca's decisions although current rebecca did have a wobbler the other day thinking oh my god like what have i done but then and then i got booked and i'm like oh see See, <laughs> it's all right. it all works out in the end. <laughs> it all works out. Yeah, but that's that's the joy of being a self-employed wedding photographer, wedding professional. Um, but the landscape for this year, like it is, it is different. I think people are booking things last minute, um, and they really, really are. And especially, like I always look for wedding planner. She said. She took some really good advice. She's like, don't book at your diary two years in advance. Don't book too much because weddings who have a higher budget will book you last minute because they can afford to get married within the year, yeah, even yes. less. Um, and for me, I, I really wanted to break into luxury weddings. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's really scary. I have no money, like no deposits. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but it, 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 is, it is a gamble. Um it, it, it was a gamble doing that and it, it is super scary um and you do have lots of oh, 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 I don't know, but you just have to have keep the faith and think your previous your work in the previous year like that will see you through mm-hmm. the future you um and th- your future clients i suppose my next question is h- how did you get yourself to that point to feel confident enough to not have the bookings because you're talking about well you wanted to do um, luxury weddings. So did you then go and reach out to planners? Did you do extra uh, Instagram work with different hashtags? Um, did you just decide, I'm not going to do YouTube anymore? <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Um, which, which one? Is, or, or all of the above? Oh my gosh, you're mixed there. There's... Um... What what made me do that, or how did I, or what? I'm confused. Sorry. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> what, what, why, why, what did past Rebecca do to get to the point oh, okay. where now you, who doesn't have many bookings, still feels confident <laughs> that you're going to get the bookings? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was a, a factor of things investing in my portfolio. So 
doing workshops. Portfolio builders are the best way to showcase potential uh-huh, to okay. future clients that this is what I can shoot. This is what I want to shoot. This is the type of weddings that I can shoot. Um, so investing massively into your portfolio, like I spend thousands a year on marketing tax deductible workshops because mm-hmm. that is marketing collateral. Um, mm. And I think it's important to keep doing that. Say so even last year when I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't manage to do a, put on a workshop last year because I was too busy, but I still did um, photography film for for content uh, and setting up shoots, which I know content I'm actually going to use as mm-hmm. well. And then I did a I went on holiday with my best girlfriends who are photographers and we threw money at a shoot and paid for models, threw them out um, to reflect that type of content that we want to shoot. And then you yeah. get an inquiry for that. It's, it is investing yourself. I think is you never, I always say to people, you're never going to let yourself down. Investing in yourself is the best investment you can make every single time. Yeah. Um, so I am, I'm a firm believer in investing in content because um, content always pays. And it, the return on investment always comes back. And um, so I am pro workshops, pro content builder, portfolio builders. I love them. They're great. If you're stuck in a rut, they're the best way to bring you out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, that naturally uh, then attracts that type of client wedding planners that sort of thing um and that type of market if, yeah. you, if there's a market you want to break into you've got to show that you can shoot for that market that's yes. what i would say um, yes 100 percent, 100 percent. well that so when we were talking to ryan muirhead um he was talking about expectations um and how expectations mm-hmm. was a was a killer for him so since we're talking about mindset um i do i do mm-hmm. want to talk about like pricing Pricing versus mindset. Um, he, he said, hang on, I'm going to quote him. When someone's paying you, you need to be that much worth of a photographer. I butchered that a little bit. Oh, you know, like, okay. so, so if you charge, you know, five, five grand, you need to be five grand worth in value. Right. But I think, I think as wedding suppliers, we tend to underestimate our value more so. Yeah, than, every time. Yeah, every time. So, w- what's your thoughts with that? How come? How can we always, stop I, doing that? I think I always say to people, well, "Where is your value? What? What is? What? Are you, what's your value?" For example, say for me, I say my value is the experience I will bring to their wedding day from when they're booking being in touch with them with its whatsapp or voice notes guiding them helping them advising them to being there every step of the way so i show value in me on what i bring mm-hmm. so it's not just the final product so yes they get this beautiful gallery they get prints they get i don't know, an album all those sorts of things yes that's obviously physical value but for me a lot of the value it can come in various things. It can be emotional. It can be experience. It can be knowledge. And it's always, people always say, well, I, I don't know if I'm worth that much. I don't know if I can charge it. It's, it's whatever is what it's worth to that couple. If that makes yeah. sense. Yes. It's, and some couples will say, yep. Like some couples won't even question the worth. Cause they know what that, how do I explain this? Um, 
it's it's basically it's what it's worth to them if that makes sense yeah, yes absolutely um because they are invested in you as a person and uh, a mistake we do make is we undersell ourselves we think well i'm not going to put my price up because no one's going to pay that mm-hmm. you're always going to be too expensive for somebody you're yeah. always going to yeah. be that's just how it goes yes. but there is a photographer for every couple mm-hmm. some couples will say look this is the budget for this we want to spend all the money on that we want the experience of this we want the art you we want your art we want your eye and um, and yeah are you going to remember every single couple that goes to you? No. So don't take it personally. It could be as simple as you weren't within their budget. You weren't a fit personality wise. That's not what they're looking for. Some people, it's just a price shopping thing. It, it's going to, it's going to be whatever it's worth to that couple. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is what I would say. Like if somebody spent the majority of their budget on a chocolate fountain, because that's what they value over. Yeah. Oh, I, can't, I can't afford you as a photographer. I need to go for someone cheaper because I've put my budget there. It's like, okay, yeah. that's what they valued. They that's, valued that's, that over exactly. the photos. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's what it's worth to them. Yeah. So I say to people, just don't take it to heart. We do, because we're, we're just, it's usually just us and our business, and it, you are everything within that business. So you do take it personally. Um, but I say to people, like, you're not going to please everybody. You're not yeah. meant to book every inquiry that lands in your inbox. You're not meant to. And then the ones who are your photography soulmates, it is, it is like falling in love. They, they know you're the one and they value you and they're invested in you and you're worth X amount to them. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Like Simon said, he never got a wedding film when he got married. So because of that, whenever a couple replies to us and says, oh, sorry, like not within our budget, we're maybe not going to go with a film. I'm always replying saying, please try and find whatever budget you can yeah. to get something because exactly. we, Simon knows how much he regretted not getting one. So it's mm. like, yeah. obviously we're not for you. So that's fine. Yeah, Just totally fine. Try and get yeah. something if you can. Yes. Yeah. This and, is, and try and, I'm the same with video as well. I'm like, uh, yeah. have you got a video? But no, I'm like, I'll be like, you're going to regret it. I'll like, get a video. Yeah. Really? Do I need one? Yes. And I literally just like, look, just, just do it. Just get some form of video because yeah. you won't regret it. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard as well. Not coming off as salesy when you, when you, when you say that, like <laughs> as a filmmaker, I used to do that all the time at wedding fairs. I'm like, when we used to do wedding fairs, when people came up to me, it was like, oh, so, 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 but please get a wedding video. And then you, <laughs> then I would always tell the tale of how my wife lets me know every anniversary that we don't have a wedding film and that she hates me no. when she sees me working on amazing wedding films. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Don't divorce me. I love you. <laughs> Get it, get a bow renewal, bow renewal, do it. We will, do, we will, do, well, anniversary. we will do, uh, we were supposed to do that <gasps> 10 years, but then COVID hit and then, <gasps> oh. oh man, uh, yeah, just do it. Up. Yeah. Just, you know what? Just do it. Make just some time for you. This is podcast aside. <laughs> Honestly, life's too short. No, seriously. Yeah. Life is too short. Next mm. year. Tell your tell your missus, look, let's do this. Us and the kids, let's go up a mountain. Let's write our promises to each other that we're going to continue to love each other and capture it because tomorrow is not promised, dude. Like That's I took true. a shoot every few months of my partner and my child because life, like it's, it is so fleeting and you're creating all these memories for other people. But what 
kind of footprint have you left behind so mm. do that just freaking do it yeah no I, to- I totally should i totally should but it's a, it's, our should. For- it's our 40th this year so we're not allowed to do anything else. Right, right. we're not allowed to do well we're not allowed to do anything else that's you know not celebrating her birthday so <laughs> even even other <laughs> e- oh, okay, even okay. all my children they don't have birthdays this year <laughs> So Varun is to overshadow the forty. Yes, yeah, so Varun will probably <laughs> be it. next year. Promise, promise me you will next year. I, I will promise you. I will promise you right now. Um, and my wife, even though she doesn't watch this podcast, that um, yeah, I, I will. <laughs> I, I will throw something out. Yeah. Um, I mean, gonna do it's, next year. So it's not totally like so. We're going to Sky in March, May, May or March. I can't remember which one. And I've booked um, one of my favorite photographers, Andrew Ray, just for just yeah. for like an hour or two. We're going to go to a location yeah. and just get a shot. And of course, yes. I told her about this and she was like, right, I need to get a dress. I need to get a dress. <laughs> how much do we have for a dress? That's I'm like, my oh my God. Right, okay. What, what <laughs> how, beast, much, how much what, do we have for a dress? <laughs> <laughs> what beast I love that. Created? Uh, but yeah. So back, oh, back to I the can't wait to see. Oh, so yeah. oh yeah. Sorry. We've, We've touched on, <laughs> touched on mindset and stuff, but Thrive's not all about the talks. There's also shoot sessions. Mm. So you said that what, so easily. Shoot sessions. <laughs> so what can people expect from a shoot session with Rebecca Carpenter? Ah, uh, well, um, what's really exciting? And sorry, they're sold out. My one, um, which is amazing. I know. Um, <laughs> But if it was me, like I, I, I would book one to the other shoots with other photographers. Like 100%. full disclosure, Lily Red, Lily Red is my idol. Like that is honestly like when I first started photography, I was like, I want, I want to be the English version of her. Like that is who I like. She for me is goals. And and when I got to meet her last year at a conference, we were both speaking at. I was like, look, I'm not even going to be cool, Lily. I love you. Um. <laughs> I love your work. I love you. I think we'd be friends. We're friends. Um, and I love her. So what's great is you can pick photographers that you really admire and love and learn how they approach shoots. I, I would love to go onto every single photographer <laughs> shoot and just learn. Um, yeah. Cause you can learn so much from just being around a photographer. Like that's why I still second shoot for my friends. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. Like, and this is what I made, a, like, I think I'm going to second shoot several times this year because you get so stuck in your little photography bubble that there's so many other ways you can approach things. And I think second shooting keeps you sharp and makes yeah. you look at things differently. And that's the great thing of these shoot sessions. And they're the best money you'll spend. They're such a brilliant investment. And what's amazing is this year, they're all wedding, they're all styled. So you're going to use this content for your portfolio bonus yeah. tick, um, which is amazing. Um, so you can actually walk away with content that you can use for your mm-hmm. website, your Instagram, and at the same time, learn from these other photographers, see how they approach a session, how they direct, how they set up shots. Um, for my sessions, I always am like, oh, I'm going to be re-low-key. And then I always throw a few surprises in. Um <laughs> Because that's just just what I'm like, um, mm. and for me, I want it to contrast to last year's mm. session. So I, I am very much well, I can't be the same as last year. So I've got to do this. So, so um, with me, it, it's going to be diff- a little bit different uh-huh. styled. Um, sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was just going to say. I mean, obviously, I, <laughs> I 
I came with you for one of your sh- suit. Sh- oh, my God, <laughs> I say that. For one of your uh, sessions, right? And um, yeah, I had a great fun. You brought the energy. What are people, what can people expect differently this year? Oh, so this year, without giving too much away, I'm really focusing on a full story. Ooh. So last year, it was very much like working on location, like, killer shot killer shot killer shot when this time what i'm actually going to do is we're going to start with bridal prep and actually get <gasps> getting ready and then work our way outside so the idea is i don't like give too much away but i i want people to walk away with a gallery so they can do a full blog post Ooh, and actually nice. tell the story mm-hmm. of how they got ready in the morning because bridal prep Groom prep is a massive chunk of the day. Yeah. I think we've underestimated oh, yeah. that. That is hours and hours. And there's a lot of potential and magic that happens in that. So I'm going to start there with them actually getting ready um, to them going outside in the portraits, getting them to do things. There's a few little surprises there. Um, and give walk, ideas so people walk away with a full story, not just like six seven killer shots for their instagram i want people to walk away um and see how i approach different parts of the day Mm -hmm. um, and how i would present that so that's what i'm approaching my approaches for this year are you have you got a couple already are you still yeah oh dance i've got i was trying to find the back door for somebody into your shoot i thought (laughs) somebody could slip in (laughs) uh so i've got a lovely couple for brighton lovely couple for glasgow the different um, and they've not been photographed by other workshops. So for me, I have to like, uh, I, I try really hard to get couples that haven't been shot on other workshops because mm. um, that is also the pressure. Uh-huh. Um, people always say like, who are the models? Who are the models? And I, <laughs> I never disclose who they are mm-hmm. um, because they change sometimes. People get ill. Um, but I'm also aware there's so many workshops um, around and that people, if they're, if they're really content hungry, they they want they really they really want the content um but also if they shot that couple at that workshop they're going to be disappointed if they've shot that couple if that makes sense so mm-hmm. yeah um one of the couples actually is one of my wedding couples who i'm shooting their wedding this year okay. um which i'm really excited about um but yeah both real couples and um, they're not models so they're real real couples um because people say because people always say oh it's really easy they're models when let's be honest like how many of your wedding couples are models like <laughs> zero so yeah. um so is the this, real couples is this instead of you doing uh, a free engagement shoot is this kind of how you've wrangled them in <laughs> no as in um i'm paying them so that I, I, yeah i, I, I pay oh, okay. i'm paying both couples oh yeah so i pay them for their time um so paying both couples and I finished the mood boards yesterday. So I'm going for like city chic elopement vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. But I'm really excited. So people can kind of join me on a little journey. I, I love a journey. It's all about yeah. the journey, isn't it? Rather Absolutely. than the destination. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I asked that question because I do remember you offer free uh, free sessions before weddings, right? Do you still do that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Yeah. So for all, my destination weddings, I offer them a free engagement shoot before their wedding. Um, cool. And that's the best way to get to know your couple mm-hmm. and explore another location yeah. in the destination. Um, and they can run another outfit, which they like to do. Um, and it's a really good warm up for the, for the big day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Very and nice. it's also really good for rainy for rainy day contingency. So if the wedding day rains, at least they got some nice photographs before which aren't raining. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, yeah. I had a question. Oh yes. So if you're if you're going to Rebecca's shoot, bring a can of Coke Zero, and you will be her best friend. That is factually accurate. Get extra brownie points. It's true. I had to ask Neil. Neil Blesson, Neil Thomas Douglas, like hooked me up last year because I just wasn't prepared with my cans because it has to be a can. Has it has to be, to be a, can. a can. Yeah. No, um, no bottles. And ne- ne- Neil Blessing bought me a can because I was staying in a hotel and they didn't have it in the hotel room, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is a disaster." Um, sorry, sidetrack, sidetrack. Um. All good. All good. <laughs> He's another Coke Zero lover, isn't he? Who? Neil. He's. I think. So. Oh yeah, Neil I is. Yeah. Animal of choice, isn't it? Yeah. In fact, well, so we in my family we used to get the big pack. Of cans, there was it thirty six in, in a thing, and um, yes. they were just drank every day, and it just got to a stage where it was like, "This is disgusting." How much <laughs> coke I was yeah, consuming. It's bad. It's... Um, so yeah, don't yeah, so be careful out there, kids. Coke's dangerous. Stay safe. Drink <laughs> more water. Mm-hmm. In fact, hang on. Here's here's another thing, right? So I was telling Greg about this. So apparently, this is what I learned on the retreat. Um, Tom Hanks apparently has a favourite drink and it's called cocaine it is coke and champagne mixed together and I don't know how I feel about this I, I, I don't know. Oh, I need to try it. I, I don't know. How- I haven't tried it, but I think on the podcast we should, should we, try it. Should we? Should we? Should we do it at a farm together? I feel like we should. <laughs> Let's yes. all do cocaine. <laughs> Let's all do cocaine at farm. Uh. I I don't know if Lisa's going to have notes for this <laughs> recording. Um, yeah, sorry. I mean, the name the name isn't great. Full yeah. disclosure, we're yeah, not saying terrible. do drugs, kids. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, I've got a brand to protect. What are you doing to me? <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, so I think, so is there, I, no, I, I don't want to ask any, any more questions about your talk because I feel like, let's just just leave it. It's just, you know, have, have a little be, bit of mystery. Have a little, be a little yeah. bit of a mystery for the people who book tickets. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so do you have any book recommendations for people who are I think last year when we asked this was it not like kids books that we talked about <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> so, so I, I suppose if you, if, you, if you haven't been a patron of our content that this is this is one of the questions that we like to to ask in this section and I always feel it's quite nice you can get some people running running to their bookshelves bringing out hordes of books and just showing them other people are like, I don't read. <laughs> Even though, is it reading for photography books? I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe. I mean, a picture just says. I do a bit of both words. of audio, audio books and, yeah. and yeah. books. Um, um, I think after Sam Docker's recommendation, actually, he's also going to be on your podcast. Sam recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Sam. Yeah. Sam Eagle, I just I love. Like, Sam is just terrific and he recommended because Sam and I have a lot we agree a lot our mindset is very similar mm-hmm. um so we're often like yes 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 and then he recommended the millionaire mindset oh, um, okay. 
So that I've started reading and that is brilliant. That's really, really interesting. And again, all about mindset. So um, that's really interesting. Um, I've really enjoyed that. Make it happen. That's, I also finished reading really, really good. Another one about mindset and positivity, uh, a little bit of woohoo manifesting, but not too much. And mm-hmm. um, I liked that, but yeah, basically. Um, and then for just lols, I listened to the Prince Harry book. Um, oh yes. Like, <laughs> How was it? How was it? Was it good? I reckon, I recommend get the audio book get the audio because it's actually him reading it so it sounds like oh, a okay. podcast yeah. oh. um so i was just editing listening to it and it, it was like my favorite thing to listen to and I'm, i was gutted when it finished i was like oh <laughs> it was it's brilliant and he'll start obviously he's reading the book but he does the accents he sings he it's brilliant it's just very entertaining i highly recommend it good for him is what i'd say you know what go for it harry just yeah, really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Harry. Yeah. Well done. What about, You're what about TV shows? What we've been watching? Oh yeah. Anyone? Oh well, can I can I can I answer can I answer this Go question, Greg? The last yeah. of us. The last of us. <gasps> I've heard about this. Oh, and you, you rate it? Oh, absolutely. I'm holding off the bench that Ooh. one. So it's weekly, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. quite like the fact that it's weekly. To be honest, because you kind of have that. Oh, what did you think of this episode? You know, like, yeah. you know, what, what do you think is going to happen? We just so we just watched episode three last night. No spoilers, but it was right. I'm going to uh, start watching that then. A perfect adaptation of the uh, from the game. So, for all those who don't know, The Last of Us is a PlayStation video game. I've now caught Ashley Baxter, <laughs> Ashley Baxter's <laughs> attention over here, who is also a gamer. Um, hey. Uh, yeah it's just really good and the way that they change aspects of the game to have it make more sense to watch mm-hmm. and for character development is just really nice yeah so what yeah. about what about you greg what about you greg uh, gregory recently watched white lotus white lotus what is yes this? i need what are you watching it on which platform because i really want to watch it it's so i don't know now, where i can watch it no sky now or sky, oh yeah. i don't have yeah. that oh. it's good season one Damn. definitely better than season two but it's good i enjoyed it yeah white look I'm, I'm getting a look from the oh, side of the tom office. you see <laughs> <laughs> so tom's picked up with white locust do you like white locust tom lotus lotus <laughs> locust lotus Lotus. Lotus. White Lotus, Tom. You like it? Yes. Yes. He says yes, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I definitely recommend getting on that. All right, cool. What's that about? I know know nothing about it. It's a group of sort of individual, like people, families, people go to this resort and then shit happens. Shit goes down. No spoilers here (laughs) at all. (laughs) Not even anything juicy. (laughs) <laughs> that's fine did, did anyone see the menu yes yeah yes oh my gosh i don't know Mental. i watched a movie where i didn't know if i loved it or hated it or was confused <laughs> i i i've never been so do you know what i mean i was yeah, like totally. i don't know if that was truly brilliant truly brilliant or just it i just i need to watch it again yeah because everyone says when you watch it again, there's loads of things. Because it is just, it was dark, it was funny. And yeah. oh, the burger, I was like, I really want a burger now. I um, know, I know, it was the same. I'm so easily influenced by TV food. It's ridiculous. Same. Uh, yeah. the menu. Did anyone go Bonkers. into it thinking, well, not thinking, like, cause I, when I went into it, 
I didn't know what it was. I didn't know much so, about it either. Yeah, same. I just knew I loved like Chef Table and stuff like that. Yeah. Or Chef the movie. Oh, Any chef. food related thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to give this a go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not what. Lindsay, this is a kind of creepy. Is it supposed to be creepy right now? I, I, I don't know. I'm it was. Vibes here. And you just, it's not at all what you think is no. going to happen. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, Menyo watched and we like, me and your husband were like, this is nuts. But, but I tell you what, we started watching this week is the National Treasure series on Disney. Oh, yeah. All right. And I'm a massive fan of the movie, so I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Very good. Actually, okay. Very, very good. Okay, that, that's nice. That's nice to hear. So that's on Disney. Yeah. Because yeah. that, was, that was Nicolas Cage's films, yeah. right? Yes. Does oh, it, does it survive without it. the cage? It does, actually, because they brought in like a bunch of youngsters. It's very millennial and they're just teenagers or whatever, and they're all doing it. Um, and then Riley does rock up, which is nice because I love Riley um, in the movies. But no Nicolas Cage, but there still has the formula of National Treasure where the, the clues are like a bit ridiculous and then they're like, we're going to do this and we're going to break into, we're going to break into Graceland. And it's like, yeah, it's great. It's all the classic National Treasure formula that you love. Yeah. Um, it, it works. It works. It's different. Kind of like, you know, Jumanji, the new reboot, they mm-hmm. did the same, but different. They oh, had yeah. a nod to the, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they may, they very much took the series and they just yeah built on it in a totally different direction, which is good yeah. for them. Good for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Gosh, some good stuff. I want I want to know what everyone else is uh yeah watching and and listening to. So if yeah. you you know send us a, an Instagram or comment on the YouTube. Comments, yeah. That's right. Comment on the YouTube. Cool. Uh well that's that's us that's us Rebecca that's that's your shift over pal thank <laughs> thanks you. so much for having me <laughs> it's, I've loved it and I can actually see you this time and you can it? see us we're not potatoes Yay. it's amazing I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you got a, uh, a fright the first time you saw me at Thrive you're like oh oh god you're way too HD like, right now is that, is that you <laughs> is that you yeah looking forward to meeting up in person should be good yes indeed. Um, all right, let's get. Uh, I, I gotta get my old eyes out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good I... transition into the outro there, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forget we have audio listeners and they're not, not gonna, gonna know what the hell is going on. Uh, yeah, because we're not cutting anything out, we, we're doing it live, and as it is oh. uh, essentially live, like essentially there's no audience live. live. Yeah, well, there is an audience here, isn't there, guys? <laughs> God, look at them all. Um, yes, we hoped you enjoyed. No. See, I'm, I'm even getting the outro wrong. Let's do our socials. Where can people find you, Rebecca? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Carpenter Photography, or you can find my education account where you can learn things at the RC Education, occasionally on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Rebecca Carpenter, <laughs> as you quite rightfully pointed out. Right, uh, YouTube, at uh, TikTok, and that's how you can find me. All at photography from twenty twenty three. Yes, awesomes, and people can find us at cinematefilms.co.uk on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you get your podcasts. And <laughs> if you want to look us up on YouTube, it's at Perspective by Cinemate, which is awesome. However. This episode has been brought to you by Photography Farm in anticipation of Thrive 2023, which is happening 
the 20th to the 21st of March in Brighton and the 23rd and the 24th of March in Glasgow. Six incredible speakers. <laughs> shoot, 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 Why am I having some trouble with this? <laughs> shoot, chef. You know what? You get to shoot with people who are your heroes <laughs> and see them in action. <laughs> I will practice that so I get it better for the next podcast. Uh, you get lunch and snacks provided. It's held in some pretty cool locations, some pretty cool boutique hotels. You get a killer goodie bag and a chance to hang out with your industry peers for two whole days. Two whole days. Or four, if you're going <laughs> to tour. I think I think more people should be do, doing the tour. Not this time. Not 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 for us here. Yeah, but maybe next year for the tour. Maybe. We'll do the tour. Uh, we hope you do love this episode. And if you did, hit that subscribe button on YouTube at Perspective by Cinemates or wherever you get your podcasts. We hope to see you there. However. However. <laughs> however. No, I say however. You say. <laughs> oh, in the meantime. We've been doing this for three <laughs> it's years. So it's so long since we last recorded. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Enjoy your thrive. Beep.